because we want to be the one that humbles ourselves before the Lord first, always. Like we want that, want to be that. And so to do that actually does take that choice of, I don't want to operate in this cycle anymore. And I want to model that for my kids. If you are joining us, on the podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, I'm Amanda Davison. We have our co-host Kelly Brinkman with us. She's brilliant. If you have not listened to her yet, you're going to have a lot of fun today. But if you're on YouTube, hey, hit subscribe so you don't forget that. But we are also videoing all of these. So you can just head to the A Wife Like Me YouTube channel and watch these if you prefer that. Hey, whatever you want to do. But we're pumped because we today, I, I'm, I told Kelly before we started, I'm really excited about this topic. I'm excited about all of them, but sometimes there's ones right. that are like, oh, I'm really excited about that. This mm-hmm. is kind of So today we're talking about a post written by our girl, Karen Friday. We love her. I know. I love Karen. I love we love you, Karen. So the, her blog post that she wrote over on A Wife Like Me is how to own your response. And specifically, she gives us three ways we can do that. But here's the thing. Um, This is interesting because I don't think we uh, like actually understand what this means as Christian women, Mm. because I am finding that I have had to number one, learn this myself, never learned it before. And then now I'm trying to help my kids learn it. And I'm not going to lie, I have to continue to teach and remind myself and everyone else that lives under this roof. Okay, thank you. Same here. (laughs) Same to all that. Yeah. It's like not uh, natural. So, right. So, owning your response actually, like when we, when we're, when Karen's talking about this and what we're talking about. It's just that we can only, like we say a quadrillion times and keep reminding ourselves of, it's like we can only control ourselves. We we are only responsible for our response. So what are we going to do with that? Why do you think this is so hard, Kelly? I think a lot of it is how we grew up or what we know, you know, what we've allowed ourselves to get away with through our early adulthood, right? And Sometimes that's how we've seen life done or how we figured out solutions. They may not be the best. And in my case, they're not the best. And so it's that trying to untrain and retrain. Mm-hmm. That's difficult. It is so difficult. <laughs> I, was, I was just listening to a message and the analogy was actually given of like pouring water onto sand. Mm-hmm. And at first it doesn't look like anything like for the first, right when you do it, doesn't look like much is going on. You pour the water on the sand. It is what it is. But then you pour water on again. And what you see is that there becomes like a a path for that water to to flow. And then every time you pour water on again, it it just naturally flows toward that spot and it flows. That's the way, that's the lane. Like that's where it's going to go. That's where it's going to go. And I think this is that, it reminded me of that because our response, like you say, whatever we've seen, experience, whatever has worked for us in the past. Right. I had, I had learned guilting worked really well for me (laughs) growing up and Mm. I was guilted and I learned quickly to guilt and like that, that worked well for a lot of years. And then 
that was just my go-to, right? And so, you know, just having to like, whoa, see, that's not healthy. That's not honoring God. How do we align this now with that and and him? And uh, um, so I agree. And and that's, it's important to give yourself grace, like in recognizing I'm not good at this. I guilt a lot or I manipulate or I am defensive and I shoot back. I, I give the example of like a gun. Um, like if my husband comes to me with something and right. he's like going to offer me, I feel, it feels like he's, he just shot me with something. It's like, Oh, what? And so my response then is I'm just going to take out the machine gun and I'm going <laughs> to like, well, boom, 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 you know, and that's right. often how we learn actually to communicate. And mm. so something has to change in order for that dynamic to change, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, it's hard because we're trying to do those two steps at once versus if I slow down and I try to do the first step, which is to unlearn, that takes me back to Jesus because there's two types of anger. There's righteous anger, which is kind of a churchy word, but it means anger that is justified. And then there's anger that is rooted in sin. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm angry that something's not being done fast enough or soon enough, that's my own sin because that puts it on my timeline, you know, and that's like in terms of world order that does not matter. Okay. (laughs) So for me to slow down and distinguish those two and to say, Lord, I trust you that this is going to be done in your timing, then that helps me with the second step. So just by addressing that first one, I get to that second step, which is to relearn Mm. uh, more quickly and then more thoroughly. Yes. So that's, that's so good. And that positions ourselves in a in a place to actually be teachable and humble and moldable. Right. And it puts us so, cause I think if we don't do that, right, which we often do do is we skip that and then we just go right. into boom, boom, boom mode um, or working or acting or speaking out of the flesh, then we totally bypass the ability to like humble ourselves before the Lord and, and actually see what he wants or, or like, right what he, what he suggests. Like, so we're just, we're being our own masters. We're playing Holy spirit. If we skip that. So I think the word you use that stuck out to me is slowing enough to actually consider and ask him, like seek him. And that's, that's actually what Karen says. So right. Her first point is just what we already said, which is understanding you can only control your own response And then the next step she gives, which is exactly what we're talking about, is then praying for that wisdom, insight, and discernment. Mm -hmm. I find myself so often when I'm able to do this, my the the response that Holy Spirit gives me is so different than what I would have said, done, thought, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And like duh. That's why we, that's why he wants to work. That's the only way Holy Spirit can work in us is when we submit and surrender to him. Right. That he can, you know? Right. I think to her first point, when she is talking about that slowing down, it, for me, as I read her words, it was about react 
or respond. Mm -hmm. And for me to stop and recognize that a response starts with her second point there, and that is asking for that insight. And yeah, I would rather tap into the wisdom of the Lord who made the world and made you and me and made our husbands, because that's a deeper and truer wisdom that's going to actually get to the root of the issue. I might want to fly off the handle about something that's rather on the surface, but stopping and evaluating the feelings behind it and taking those to the Lord actually addresses the problem. It's a bit like using a Band-Aid on a wide open gaping wound. Mm. You know, and anger is just to, if I lash out and those words feel like, well, that's one Band-Aid to take care of it, when instead the gash is all the way up and down my arm and will require you know, some stitches in order to let it heal. So taking that to the Lord, that's going to start to heal that from the inside out and it's going to stitch it up and actually cure the problem so that I don't keep getting mad. Yeah, absolutely. I think the enemy wants us to keep doing that too, because I, I find myself when I do fall into the trap of skipping, allowing Holy Spirit to work in me, then what I actually find is that it almost fuels me to keep going in that path of nasty, quick of like, it's almost like a drug because you like, you're angry. Bitterness is at the root of that. And then the enemy loves like when you just stay hijacked in that lane and just keep on trucking. And it's like, it actually does take one of us. And and I pray that it's us because we want to be the one that humbles ourselves before the Lord first always like we want that want to be that and um so to do that actually does take that choice of i don't want to operate in this cycle anymore right Um, and i want to model that for my kids what you just said that can be a prayer right there Mm -hmm. like sometimes we think they have to be really fancy prayers to pray about it but even you just saying that back to the lord yeah is a great place to start because that's where we start to break up that channel of sand, if you say, and we start to fan that out a little bit and give it a new a new place to go. Yes. And only in that place can we do what Karen says next, which is react with love and kindness. I mean, because I don't want to. So yeah, no thanks. Right. Like I really don't. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's not my, that's not my, you know, I want to be right and I want you to do what I think you should do when and how I think you should probably do that because it makes my life a whole lot easier. So, (laughs) right. So yeah. Um, But this is actually like, okay, I'm talking, I'm going back here basics. Like I, I have to relearn. I have to, again, to go back to the beginning of this episode, talking about our kids. When we talk about owning our responses and being able to, you know, respond with any type of anything that reflects and honors the Lord. Love. Uh, yeah. Like we have to actually know how to communicate. And I think for myself, right. something I see all the time, we do not know how to communicate. So I just will use an example today for all of us because this happens in our home. Again, we're relearning, we're relearning, we're relearning. Yeah. Uh, so often I overhear our kids and one child will say to the other, don't, whatever, don't hit me with the, you know, dark gun. I said, you know, I told you not to like, don't you shot me like blah, blah, blah. 
Then the other child inserts, well, you came into my room. I told you not to come into my room. You, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then the mm. other one, I didn't, but you still shot me. And yeah, I, I came in here because I was going to get my blanket and but So, right. So it's boom, 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 right. Lots mm-hmm. of shots fired. Mm-hmm. And so then, okay, back to the basics, right? Mom comes in, guys, let's back up, let's back yep. up the train. Because if you've been with the Wife Like Me podcast, you've listened to the episodes on Communication 101, Communication 102. Please go back and listen to those if you haven't. Right. But I'm just going to summarize that because if you're new to this podcast, this is exact, This is essentially what it is. When one person comes to the other, now this any relationship, coworker, marriage, family, whatever, friend, whatever, one person goes to the other with a problem with a frustration, with anything. What we do with that is we listen. Okay. We acknowledge. We can even clarify that hurt, make sure that we heard them correctly. So what I hear you saying is that you don't want me to shoot you with my Nerf gun anymore. Okay. So she, right. he's, he could have clarified the hurt. Like, so I said, back up. Did you even hear what your sister said? Well, she, no. What did she say? Why did she, what was she telling you? She didn't want me to shoot her with her Nerf gun. Okay. So let's stop there. Let's stop there. That's the problem, buddy. So let's respond to that problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She just shared something with you. She was vulnerable with you. She told you that she didn't want you to do that. That she didn't like that, that that hurts. Now you can respond to that. Okay, now he responds to now many times what do we do? We respond with our own stuff. Like, but you or we justify our the thing or we explain it away or we whatever. But instead, if we're gonna round the bases, which we talk about in that communication, in those communication episodes, we're gonna actually resolve that issue. I don't think most marriages, most people, most adults don't even understand how to what that feels like. It's right. so it's so actually uncomfortable and awkward if we've never done that before. So like mm-hmm. from the kiddos, right? My son responds, I'm sorry I shot you and you didn't want me to. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Well, completely, completely disarms her. Right. And she's like, thank you. I forgive you. Okay, now let's move on to the next issue, Bo. What, what, what is your issue, buddy? What were you right. frustrated about? Well, I was frustrated that you came into my room when blah, 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 blah. Okay, Ivy. He just shared with you, right? Same thing uh, over and over and over again until, is everybody good here? Are there any other frustrations we need to get out and hear each other on? But instead, we do all these issues, nothing gets resolved. We end up frustrated and we've all been there. We all know what that is typical for most of us. And that is not ever helpful, nor is it healthy. So anyway. And frustration then leads to anger, right? Vision, and yes. wanting wanting to you still want to be heard. And so do you get louder in your voice? You louder, bigger in your actions because the need is still there. And that's really where Karen says that reacting with love and kindness that begins with Jesus and it looks like what you just described. Mm-hmm. Love looks like stopping and listening, even in the heat of the moment, and making sure that you got the message right with them. That kindness 
looks like that. I mean, that's such a buzzword in society right now. I mean, they stole it from Jesus. It came from Jesus. Okay. But kindness starts with that and saying, hey, let's resolve this. And it can be really messy, but kudos to you for modeling that to your kiddos. Mm-hmm. And I learned that a long time ago in conflict resolution in a program that I did in college. And I find that that does come out in me in adult relationships, but those relationships with my kids, it doesn't always come out. Yeah. So God's still working on me. Yeah. Oh, every day it's hard. And right. that's why we have to keep coming back to this because it's, we will teach our kids to never resolve anything. Right. Just we've probably learned. So it does right. take such intentionality. And that's actually your wife's step today. This week. I know that's, that's mine. She's, she gives you um, a wife takeaway there and says, Hey, what's your challenge? Or um, yeah, the wife's step. And that's, that's mine. That third one is, yeah, is uh, reacting and responding with the love of Jesus. And so that really means slowing down for me and saying, Hey, and using it as an opportunity to model how to resolve that conflict. Because if I just shoo things away or try to sweep them under the rug, or I've heard of couples just giving the silent treatment, just like totally shutting down, not letting the other person in, that does nothing to actually build that bridge. In fact, that kind of takes away a plank if I'm looking at a swinging bridge in between my husband and I. Every time I back away, that takes a plank. I just like pick it up and take it with me. (laughs) And if I stonewall him or if I stop responding or give the silent treatment, I'm getting further and further away and I'm removing the very steps that can bring me closer to him. Versus if I walk into that, even though it's uncomfortable to be to be comfortable with that moment, I'm eventually going to be more comfortable so that I can walk across that bridge more quickly because I'm called to, right? Jesus calls us into unity in our marriages, unlike any other relationship. And so we're called to say, hey, I don't know how to do this and have that conversation with you, but I can at least start here. And can we agree on some ground rules? Then we're not going to name call during it. We're not going to put down. We're going to make sure that we reflect before we say our side. Yes. Actually, on that note, too, we have when you if you are not already on our email newsletter email list, um, when you are when you sign up, you get our free resources. One of those free resources is a communication card. Um, And it walks you through again, like you just said, those ground rules, like before we even talk about whatever this issue is, um, this is, you know, we agree to if at any point one of us gets, you know, heated up, frustrated, we, right. we are disrespectful, da, da, da. We will agree before we even talk about this that we're going to pause and we'll come back to it at a later time, agreed upon. And, you know, just sure. like, and then it walks you through. Okay, hold yeah. on. We haven't clarified the problem yet. You know, like what we're talking about here. So um, right. that's your step also. If you have not gotten that. Right. Uh, go to wifelikeme.com and just simply sign up for our email and you'll get free resources too. So I have your email. And so that's going to be my action statement is to go through my email and even type in the search bar communication card or try to find that um, again so that I can print that out. And I'm probably going to print it out in a place where my kids can see it Yes, because I am more successful with adults, but sometimes 
the yelling and the <laughs> escalating yeah. like causes me to go a little off off key. And so that's will help me stay on center there. So thank you, Karen, yes. for the challenges that you've laid down and truly um, just your encouragement throughout. I can really see your heart when you just weave in the hope of God throughout it. Um, this Proverbs uh, 15, one here, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. True that. I have been on both sides of that fence. Agreed. Karen, we love you. Um, Karen, girlfriday.com. Go check her out and um, just so appreciate her words. She's been with the wife like me since the beginning of right. existence. Just We met her in, in person. Yes. And I was trying to... Um, talk like Karen because she lives in, is it Alabama or um, Arkansas? And I can't really do it, but I want to talk Southern. (laughs) I can't, but I love it. And she has good hair. Can we just talk about that? Right. She really really does. She does. Shout out to you today, Karen. Right. Hey, got a uh, got a fun question for you here at the Ooh. end. Ooh, let's hear it, ladies. What what's it going to be? Okay, so Amanda, who makes the coffee at your house? Um, me. My husband doesn't drink coffee. Hmm. Well, that's an easy one then. Yeah. So How you get it just the way you like it. Yeah. I mean, it's not very exciting. I have like a twenty dollar coffee maker from <clears throat> Walmart. Hello, and Same. it works. Mm. I've been eyeing up, you know, an Italia drum. On our and Michelle Rabin, they both are the director, co-directors of Faith Formation here at A Wife Like Me, and we were talking about coffee, and they both have very fancy coffee makers mm. that I would love, but I'm a, just the picture of it makes me sweaty because I don't know how. Where does yeah. you where do you put what? Where do you da 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 da? Like, so I didn't do it, but I. So we have cheap coffee. What do you do? I was doing the sweaty because it also makes me sweaty. Like I will totally come to their house and drink that. Yes. But at my house, you get in the $20 machine, Mm -hmm. you know, when Mm -hmm. and black coffee, Mm because I like to eat my calories, not drink them. Right. Yeah. Okay. So at our house, we kind of tag team, but Mark does it a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when that filter flops in and, you know, you get like the coffee grounds in it and like little floaties and all that, we just call that gourmet. Yep. That's how we embrace all the accidents or we aim to, right? The things that don't quite work out as planned. We just kind of give it another, another little name. You know? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You do that yeah. with food. You, you were told me something about what do you, what is it that you call? Um, like- oh, we just had turkey goodness the other night. Kids are like, mom, what is this? I was like, well, it's turkey goodness, right? <laughs> It was like leftover turkey yeah. that we had, um, you know, with family and was like, I needed to make it into something else. And so rather than saying it's leftover turkey, right. it's turkey goodness. Yeah. That's what I need to never say leftovers. And they oh. just give it a new name. That is I've heard of Encore. Tonight's an Encore night. Ooh, right. It's all, it's all in the marketing and the presentation, even to what you're going to serve. Right. It's like a rebrand. A rebrand of dinner. (laughs) There you go. That's the wife hack of the week. I know you were here for spiritual content, but we're here to tell you 
rebrand those leftovers. <laughs> Do not say leftover. That's a truth that's going to take me right through these winter months. Love it. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for being here, everyone. We love you again. If you prefer watching on YouTube, head over to YouTube, hit subscribe, or just listen here on whatever app you like to listen to. We love you. Kelly Brinkman.com. We'll, she's always linked in the show notes. If you're curious who she is, you can find her there. We always link to her. Um, but we love you all. Thanks for being awesome. We do. Bye, everyone. <laughs>